0: Alright everybody, welcome back to the SP 3 v Fantasy Football Tuesday Aftermath. We apologize that somehow the one we did last week, we did it with Anthony and Joe, it somehow didn't get uploaded. You guys did see the notification on our story, uh, but somehow it wasn't uploaded.
1: No, it was uploaded, it just got deleted.
0: (laughs) Somehow, yeah, we don't really know what happened. Today's date is December 1st. This is going to be Aftermath number 7 now. Because the last one didn't count, so this is number seven. My name is Billy Strobel, being joined by Liam Ginelli, He's going to play the role moderator today. I'm going to answer the questions. So let's get right into it uh, for this week. Well, this is the last
1: month of regular season football. The fantasy football playoffs are approaching. We're going to try and give you the best advice possible in the upcoming weeks. Help you win it, and just let you know now: this week in fantasy, it's me and Billy. Winner goes to the playoff. Loser is out. So- Not necessarily, but it's looking that way. But we'll see what happens. So first game on the slate was 27-17. The Buffalo Bills defeat the Los Angeles Chargers. We talked about Saturday that we thought this was going to be a shootout, but it really wasn't. We saw Josh Allen have another underwhelming game. Herbert probably had his worst game of the season so far. Austin Eckler's back. That was great. 23 fantasy points, 11 catches, and he had 17 targets for a running back. That's crazy. That means he's a rock and roll running back one of your lineups no matter what. No hesitation. But for the Bills, the road doesn't get any easier for Josh Allen in the upcoming weeks. It doesn't. He gets San Fran, Pittsburgh, New England, and just one more team that's not formidable and really good defense. And without John Brown, we've seen Allen have bad games. So believe it or not, you should be hesitant to start Josh Allen rest of the season.
0: I would say so. Uh, I also want to point out that Stefan Diggs has kind of also cooled down a bit lately. He wasn't as good as he was in the beginning of the season, as well as Josh Allen. But you're right, Josh Allen has one of the harder playoff schedules of any quarterback. Him, I know Deshaun Watson also has a pretty tough playoff schedule. But Josh Allen, um, who he was looking like he was getting on the right track halfway through the season, but he, he again has cooled down. He only put up like 16 points, I believe. I want to talk about the Chargers. Anthony Lynn is contesting Doug Petersman for being the worst play caller in the NFL. I don't know what the hell that was at the end of the game. That was terrible. Just want to say. But you're right. Austin Eckler, uh, if you held on to him, good for you. He's going to be the main player uh, on that offense. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, With he, he's really, really inconsistent. He's really, really inconsistent, and yeah, he did have... Uh, Tredavious White, one of the younger, better uh, corners in the league. And Justin Herbert not playing a good game. I wouldn't be too worried about that. Justin Herbert, I think, is pretty much a shoe-in for rookie of the year, Um, even if Burrow is still in. Justin Herbert has been the better player this season. But to answer your question, I would be hesitant on Josh Allen for sure.
1: Also, I forgot that just reminded me when you said Deshaun Watson that Will Fuller has been ruled out for the rest of the season from a six-game suspension from performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. But we'll talk, discuss that more Saturday with Deshaun Watson's value looks like and Brandon Cook's not a whole Houston offense. So, next game, 45-26. The Titans thrash the Colts, but Derrick Henry, King Henry, you know in the month of December... D- Derrick Henry is about to pop off, and the road gets so much easier for him in the playoffs. So if you have him and you're going to go against him in the playoffs, you should be scared. You should be shaking your legs, fingers up to your mouth, biting your nails. You should be scared to play Derrick Henry because the upcoming four games for Derrick Henry are crazy. I know that this week he has Cleveland, who has a decent run defense. And I believe week fourteen is Jacksonville. Week fifteen is another soft defense, and week sixteen is Green Bay. Like, come on. He's gonna win you he's gonna win your leagues if you have him. But AJ Brown had that nice sixty eight yard receiving touchdown from Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Corey Davis had another good game. But for the Colts, T Y Hilton, he's alive. He caught a touchdown pass. That's how bad Tennessee's secondary is. If T Y Hilton's scoring and all that and Michael Pittman had a crap game, Phillip Rivers is awful. I think Jacoby Bristad played the whole second half there. Uh, Hines and Jordan Wilkins had no clue what you're doing. So believe it or not, you can't start anybody in Colts offense. You just can't.
0: I would say there's one person that you could start, and that is Naheem Hines. I don't know. Uh, Especially Jonathan Taylor. We don't know if he's going to be back next week. He's on the COVID reserve list. He should be back. I he did do pretty good against Green Bay, but Jonathan Taylor has had one good game ever since Frank Reich has gone with this ideology of using all three of his running back, which I still don't understand. But Naheem Hines uh, had a pretty solid game. I believe he had 18 points. So I would say that the only person you can trust is Naheem Hines. Michael Pittman was somebody that was looking pretty good last week. He had a pretty pretty bad game. And Phillip Rivers, he looks good one week. He looks terrible the next. So I wouldn't trust anybody uh, on that offense. Or I talk, I'm talking about the passing game, but Naeem Hines, I think, is be the only one that I can trust. And Trey Burton also actually is a pretty good streaming tight end. He's had two weeks in a row of getting touchdowns. But if you're that desperate for a tight end, you can look at Trey Burton, who was looking better at the beginning of the season, and he's starting to heat back up again.
1: Oh, by the way, you can drop Jonu Smith. He had a goose egg again, and he had zero targets, and he was not involved in the offense at all. So he's droppable, well, no doubt. What a bust. What a sad day for Jonu um, owners. He had a promising start and just fell flat, and then the season, it's all full C, but it's fantasy. So Minnesota 28, Carolina 27. Overall, good game. Dalvin Cook got a little banged up, but came back in. A lot gave fantasy, play, um, fantasy owners a scare like he usually does but he seemed like he didn't miss a beat, came right back, and looked good, so I'm not worried about him. Carolina, though, Mike Davis had an eh. DJ Moore, I think, tore his ACL because it was a non-contact injury, and he was holding it and got uh, carded off and was ruled out for the game in a minute, so that's never a good sign. And Robbie Anderson caught his second touchdown of the season. So I have two questions. One being fantasy, one not. For Carolina, believe it or not... Robbie Anderson jumps right back in your laps as a wide receiver two every week without DJ Moore. And Justin Jefferson will win Offensive Rookie of the Year over Justin Herbert.
0: Uh, first question, Robbie Anderson, yes, for sure. And even without. Uh or with Teddy Bridgewater, we see that the production of DJ Moore just slims down so much. I don't know why Teddy Bridgewater hates DJ Moore so much. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but yeah, DJ Moore did suffer an injury, and Robbie Anderson did have a bounce back game. He was looking really good in the beginning of the season. He cooled down. We even said that he was, uh, you could just put him on your bench, but he did have 20 points, and he did bounce back for sure. And uh, when is Christian McCaffrey coming back? 14 week buy-offs. 14 yeah coming back very very important for McCaffrey owners to get him back I know it's been rough all season you've only had him for three games but McCaffrey when he's in he's a must start obviously and your second question Justin Jefferson rookie of the year I gotta go to Justin Herbert I think Justin Herbert he has been know. one of the I think top 10 QBs right now in the league period uh he's an amazing player he has an unbelievable arm Justin Jefferson don't get me wrong. Uh, in a stacked 2020 receiving class uh, in the draft, you had Judy, you had Ruggs, and you had Lamb, who all have been pretty meh this season. Although Lamb's been good, but Judy, and especially Ruggs, hasn't been that great. I expect a lot more of Henry Ruggs. Justin Jefferson, though, is...
1: Rager over
0: him. Yeah, we know that. and they, <laughs> we know I, I've already stated before how the Eagles have messed up both in 2019 and 2020, especially 2019. That one was even worse. Not taking DK Metcalf, who is just a monster, but Justin Jefferson, the I remember I think Richard Sherman who said it. He looks like he's been in the league for five, six years, and that's such uh, good praise from somebody like Richard Sherman, who I think is one of the best corners of the the decade. Back when he was in the Legion of Boom of Seattle, Justin Jefferson, he is a high end wide receiver too. Absolutely maybe even wide receiver one potential, but I think Justin Herbert is still Rookie of the Year. Just how, even though the Chargers have been losing, he's literally been the only reason why the team isn't god-awful. So Justin Herbert.
1: Also, one thing I want to say, Justin Jefferson, I like the kid, but that Dan Gritty dance that you have everybody doing now, it's really annoying. So can you stop and make a new one? It's like OBJ and the whip. Everybody's doing it now. Do it. Cam Newton. Cam Newton's super, what, dab, whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So, Cleveland 27, Jacksonville 25. Jaguars kind of gave Browns fans a scare. Imagine they won that game. That would have been great. Baker Mayfield actually had a good game. He actually connected with people. But he, uh, again, overthrew Austin Uber in the end zone. Wide open. Terrible. I was like, oh, my God. Uh, Nick Chubb, I think he always can bound from 100 yards a game. He's crazy. He's crazy good. Cream Hunt. uh, I wouldn't panic yet. He's evolving in the passing game. Is going to help him. PPR definitely... I don't think he's a running back anymore. He's just a flex. Jacksonville, no DJ Shark. Keelan Cole had a bad game. James Robinson, Now He is the best... I'm sorry. Undrafted r- running back I've seen. Yeah. He's really good. He's running back one fresh away, no matter what. Yeah. Mike Glennon had 22 fantasy points, but, I mean, I, I guess that's something to look positive on. But Jarvis Landry, 8 receptions, 146 yards, and a touchdown... Believe it or not, Jarvis Landry is back.
0: I was somebody who had Jarvis Landry last season, and he was literally like the most consistent player on my team last year. And obviously with OBJ out, and if they are playing weak opponents, Jarvis Landry can hopefully continue this. But remember, he's got Baker Mayfield, and I kind of wish uh, Joe was here because you know how much Joe likes to harp on Baker Mayfield. I still don't think you can always trust Baker Mayfield. But – Jarvis is obviously going to be the number one target going forward. So, yeah, I would say you can trust him. Talking about the Jaguars, I honestly think that James Robinson is, like, literally the only guy in the offense that should be on any roster. I think DJ Chark, if – honestly, if you need to get a waiver pickup, you probably could drop him at this point. He's not going to do anything for you. He's not – Um the Jaguars definitely do need to look for uh, another QB option this offseason. Minshew is definitely not the answer. It's sad to say, but he's just not. The Minshew meme is kind of done, unfortunately. But uh, I think James Robinson, like you said, he is a legit RB1. And probably the the pickup of the season, I think him and Justin Jefferson, both the, the best, unless you got Justin Jefferson late in your draft, which I don't think most people did, but James Robinson – who I think was people were picking him up uh, after week two, I want to say. He is uh, the waiver wire pickup of the year, no doubt in my mind. James Robinson, yeah, hey, we'll save it for
1: the 100%. Next game, Giants 19, Cincinnati 17. Giant fans first place in the NFC East. For the time being, we saw Daniel Jones go down with a hamstring injury. He did avoid a major injury and actually has a chance of playing Sunday in Seattle. If he doesn't, I say that whole offense in New York depletes besides Wayne Galman. Gets that run game going. He's been amazing, amazing. Cincinnati, you can bench everybody. Brand Allen's awful. He's going to do nothing for your fantasy team.
0: So believe it or not, Wayne Galman's going to win you your fantasy league. As a Wayne Gallman owner and also a fan of a division rival, I can't hate on this man. This guy's the real deal. Uh, He has filled it. I don't want to say filled in for Saquon's shoes because Saquon in 2018, I think, was the best running back of that. No, actually, Todd Gurley was. He was the second best. But you see his usage in the end zone. Literally the first drive uh, of the game when the Giants got down to the end zone, they ran the ball four times with Gallman. It's yeah. clear, it's clear that Joe Judge is just using Joe, uh, not Joe Wayne Gallman in the end zone. Wayne Gallman also almost broke for a 95 yarder. That would have been unbelievable. He would have probably had around like 30 points if he was able to pull that off. That would have been amazing. Um, unfortunately, there was a Bengals uh, defensive back who did take him down. Wayne Gallman, though, he has consistently gotten like 15 to 20 points these past few weeks and I am a bit worried though that Daniel Jones could miss some time he could be out next week Colt McCoy may not get them down to the end zone but they could uh use Gallman because he probably is the best player in that offense or him or probably Evan Ingram but Evan Ingram also did have a pretty strong game and talking about Cincinnati yeah it sucks uh that Burrow is out because Tyler Boyd who I have on my fantasy team and also uh T Higgins their values are going to go down. Mixon and Bernard, I wouldn't trust him, even Joe Mixon. he I just don't think he's going to do much. He's been just like he was – actually, well, last year he, he caught fire in the second half of the season. He's probably been the biggest disappointment of this year, uh, without a doubt, Joe Mixon. He just got a big contract. We expected him to be so good because we know that Joe Mixon can be good. We saw that game he had against Jacksonville back in week four, put up like 42 points. But my goodness, man, has it just taken a turn for the worst. Mixon owners are pissed, and I don't blame them because I am one of them. Uh, But Wayne Gallman, definitely, he's uh, he's a winner. Next game, Cardinals
1: 17, New England Patriots 20. Cardinals shoot themselves in the foot with decking Cam Newton and Isaiah Simmons' rookie mistake. Gave him an extra 15 yards on that play to set up a game-winning field goal. Cam Newton had a terrible game. I think the running – Jamie's wife found the end zone twice, but only had 18 yards rushing. Again, that Patriots offense is just something I would stay away. But the interesting part of this ta- – the interesting takeaway I got from this game is how bad the Cardinals' offense have looked over the past weeks. DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk both got probably – Stephon Gilmore and J.C. Jackson – best cornerback duo in the league i think my opinion but kyler murray after injuring that shoulder i think last week he looked really bad in the rest of the seattle game and this week he's looked flat i never thought cliff kingsbury was a good nfl head coach he's a college coach so believe it or not it's time to panic about kyler murray and also kenyan drake had two touchdowns which is promising
0: yeah that is true kenny drake has been much better he was actually looking like a terrible uh draft pick earlier in the season but he's been much better kyler murray though i'm not i don't know what what kind of schedule he has but the fact that he only got eight points is unacceptable also and also the rams that's a probably one of the hardest matchups he's going to face all year um also deandre hopkins once again he just doesn't get enough targets i don't know why uh I don't know if it's Kingsbury. I don't know if it's if it's Murray, but he needs to get more attention on the field. I've said it before, I'll say it again. I think skill wise, I think DeAndre Hopkins is the best receiver in the game. I know some people might think it's Tyreek Hill after his performance. I know some people might think it's DK Metcalf. They're not they're wrong. I think some people might think it's Devontae Adams, which is respectable. It might be Julio Jones. I think it's DeAndre Hopkins. He needs to be used more, and it's a shame that they're not Kyler Murray. He has been just rushing. and run at all. He's yeah, he didn't run much. But the Patriots defense, they completely ate him alive in that game. And good. I'm glad that uh, the Patriots won. They deserve to get that win. Um, and also on the Patriots side of the ball, James White did pretty good. What I've been saying about the Patriots backfield all season, you can't trust them. It's literally a different guy every single week this week it was james white last week it was also james white the week before that it was burkhead the week before that it was harris you never know with these guys and uh cam newton if you picked him up off waiver and started him sucks for you because he did not play that well um wasn't the worst waiver wire pickup that you could have gotten we'll We'll get to that that later (laughs) uh but kyler murray i would start to worry a little bit for sure
1: uh, Dolphins 20, Jets 3, I have nothing in this game, I'm gonna be honest with you, I didn't even, I didn't know this game happened on Sunday, um, so we're gonna just skip right through it, I guess, Sam Darnold, crap the bet again, he's done in New York, in my opinion, and I think Jet Dolphins should start Fitzpatrick, this away. but that's just me, <clears throat> Falcons 43, Las Vegas 6, well, you got us, Brian Hill and Derek Carr, you both suck, if you started Derek Carr in fantasy, I am, I am gonna apologize, we all got that wrong. Every fantasy analysis, analyst in the world got that wrong. No one thought he would be leaving Sunday with one point or even negative points in your league. Terrible game by the Raiders offense. Terrible. Josh Jacobs left with an ankle injury. Great. Just what we needed. He gets the Jets next week too. An awesome smash mod f- smash spot for him. So And Falcons, Calvin Ridley had a good game without Julio Jones again. Brian Hill played us f- for a fiddle. Edo Smith had, was the running back that week. So <clears throat> I got to say, Billy, it's not a blue or not. It's just a question. After what Derek Carr's performance
0: did this week, are you going to try and start him again next week versus the Jets? I knew you were going to ask that question. i one of the sorry people that started Derek Carr, and he put up, I believe, 1.6 points in my league. I know some leagues he even had – I think in some leagues he had like 0. .9 unbelievably bad performance. You're playing against the Atlanta Falcons, uh, a defense that has been torched numerous times throughout the season. They're just god-awful. Uh, and Derek Carr fumbled three times through a pick, and I just don't understand what John Gruden is doing. He doesn't utilize Jacobs at all. It's frustrating. Josh Jacobs also with a with a pretty bad performance, too. Uh, this, this Raiders offense should have been so much better. At least Renfro for the no no one who played him did okay. At least Aguilar for the three people that played him were okay. I mean, if you wanted to to go with those guys because they usually do do good against the Falcons. Like I know Renfro got 14. I know Aguilar got like 10 or something. Uh Calvin Ridley with a solid game and it was good to see. I know he did get hurt during the game, but he was fine. Uh knew without Julio he would be uh it would be a pretty big day for him and the Falcons defense uh got like 27 a fluke. points a fluke. obviously a fluke uh three fumbles they got a touchdown I think they got two touchdowns actually in that game unbelievably bad Derek Carr um what I started him against the Jets I mean it is the Jets but like after a performance like that, a quarterback's confidence has just got to be completely rattled. I don't know. I would look for better options. It sucks because I, I even asked Liam like two weeks ago, should I do – or last week I think I – should I do Hill, Taysom Hill? I think got ended up getting like 18 or Derek Carr, and I chose uh, Derek Carr, and that backfired horribly.
1: Next game, New Orleans thirty-one, Denver three. Obviously, we're not going to put the blame on anybody on the Denver offense. You threw a practice squad receiver who didn't know anything about the offense. Kendler Hilton and Noah Fan was the lucky man who got the the lone catch for thirteen yards. That was it. That was the whole <laughs> offense there. I'm not even discussing the rest of that. But Saints Taysom Hill is taking away Alvin Kamara, and it sucks. Because we saw Latavius Murray at 28 points this week. So believe it or not, Latavius Murray is more valuable than
0: Alvin Kamara at this point in time. I still wouldn't say that. But it is true that Alvin Kamara's uh, value might diminish because Taysom Hill is the most selfish NFL player. Uh, The guy always just takes it himself. Why not just give it to Kamara, you know? I don't get it. And Michael Thomas also with another bad game. Like, what the heck? I know he didn't get that many targets, but like... This is just so disappointing for a guy that probably was the most consistently good player in fantasy last season. I can't think of anybody else more. I mean, McCaffrey, but MT was probably in second place for like the best fantasy player last year, and he's just been so utterly disappointing this year. I mentioned earlier that Mixon was the biggest disappointment. That's not true. Michael Thomas is the biggest disappointment, and Alvin Kamara also, yeah. What'd he get, like, six points? Not too great at all. So I'd be worried. Are you starting Wayne Gallman over Alvin Kamara next week? You know, somebody came up to us and said that. <sighs> Who are the Saints playing next week?
1: Atlanta. And Alvin Kamara didn't have a go again. He had ten points against them last week. Oh, no. Has uh, it, as it come to that point?
0: Honey, I, 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 would, I, I would still start Kamara. I can't. You can't sit Alvin Kamara. I would start Kamara. I mean,
1: would you start James Robinson over Alvin Kamara?
0: Yes, I would do that. Yeah,
1: Yeah, there are certain players you would start over Alvin Kamara, but I guess Wayne Gallman hasn't gotten to that category yet. Um, 49ers 23, Rams 20. This 49ers team's really good when they're healthy, and it showed Sunday, and they're still in the playoff race. But Debo Samuel is back. Whoop, whoop. 11 catches, 133 receiving yards. That looked awesome. Remember, there was no Brandon Yoke in the lineup, so we'll like, see how that dresses out next Sunday. when they play, I mean, Monday night when they play Buffalo. That would be, I think, a little tougher task. Uh, Raheem Mostert scored a touchdown. He got right. He was the head of the committee once again, so I think he, was, he, he has been in your lineups every week from now on. Nick Bowens had a decent game, but I don't think you're ever going to start him. The Rams offense, Cooper Cup kind of fell flat. Robert Woods was the lead receiver this week. Cam Akers had nine carries I like think 84 yards and a touchdown, and like three catches for 30 yards, which is really good for him. I think he's leader of the backfield now. But a non-fantasy question. Believe it or not, Jared Goff has to go.
0: Yes, sir. Jared Goff needs to go. And similar to his, uh, the man drafted behind him, Carson Wentz, he's also got to go. Uh, this 20-season scene this 2016 draft class is looking a lot like the 2015 draft class numbers one and two to be frank with you uh Jared Goff he is he's bad man and I know he's had some games where he's been better but with the offense that he has with Sean McVay who I think uh is one of the better offensive minds out there he's got two legit receivers in Robert Woods and Cooper Cup a nice backfield the tight end duo of Higby and Everett pretty good offensive line he's got to be better than he is he is holding he is the one thing that is holding this ram team's back defense elite hundred percent two best defense players maybe in football in aaron donald and Jalen ramsey if you want to argue that tj watt might be in that conversation which i don't think so although he might be defensive player of the year this year that's stupid uh he's the front runner for for defensive player of the year on a lot of polls from what I've seen. But I think that Donald and Ramsey are probably the two best defensive players in the game. We saw Jalen Ramsey shut down DK Metcalf, Uh, and Aaron Donald is Aaron Donald. Jared Goff is the one thing that is holding this team back. If the Rams had a better quarterback, I think they could potentially be the best team in the NFL. I really think so. Play like how you did two years ago, please, Goff. It's kind of a bold statement, but I'm going to agree with him.
1: Kansas City twenty seven, Tampa Bay twenty four. I'm sorry, I'm gonna apologize if you went against Tyree Kill and Patrick Mahomes this week. Tyree Kill went bananas. Bonkers. <laughs> crazy. He had thirteen catches, two hundred sixty nine yards, and three touchdowns. I think sixty fantasy points in most leagues. That's freaking crazy. I think Travis Kelsey had a hundred under a hundred yards. Uh, I think Mahomes had four touchdowns over four hundred yards. Crazy game. Uh, Tony Brown had a crappy game, I think three fantasy points. Mike Evans found the end zone twice, he had three receptions, 50 yards, and that. Uh, Chris Godwin, I think, also had a decent game because they were playing down most of the game, so game script favored the receivers. Uh, Ronald Jones had that nice, sick hurdle down the sideline, stayed in bounds that good. touchdown. That was good. Well, there's the believe or not question. Also, Gronk had a hundred yards receiving because those downfield passes again, game script favored him. So, believe it or not.
0: It's time to throw Ronald Jones back in your lineups. I think so. Uh, this Bucks offense is definitely kind of random, a lot like others. But Ronald Jones, I think, deserves to be the RB one on this team. Leonard Fournette was looking like a guy that could take the reins, but that that ninety-eight yard touch by Ronald Jones might have saved him because, and also that amazing hurdling play, because Ronald Jones has been great, like he was earlier in the season. I want to talk about this Bucks offense. I think that Chris Godwin is probably going to be the best option of the receiving core going forward. Mike Evans played, meh, he did score, he did score, but Chris Godwin I just think is the most consistent player. Gronk, we are wrong about Gronk, for sure. He has come back, and he's looking better and better every single week, and he gets touchdowns too. But, Antonio Brown, three targets this week. I said that Antonio Brown could possibly be the wide receiver one going forward, and I don't know. I'm not sure I can say that anymore. I think it's going to be Chris Gawin, personally. Talking about the Chiefs, I'm just going to say it now. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. There's no debate. He is. He is the best quarterback in the NFL. And Tyree Kill is a top three wide receiver. This Chiefs' offense may be the best I've ever seen in my entire life. And also Travis Kelsey is the best tight end fantasy. They literally have the number two and number three receiving or yeah, receiving yards yeah. in the league on the same team. That is how good this offense is. Hill at number two and Kelsey at number three. Insane. Also, I want to just glide over to Lair. I think there's too much star power for him
1: to be that guy in the backfield. It's awful. It sucks. But I think there's better days ahead with him. I think he's going to find Anzol two, three more times a season and also help in fantasy. But again, in the red zone, it's McCall Hardman. Tyree Kill, Mahomes keeps it. Travis Kelsey, it's just frustrating to see as of Kyro our fantasy owner. 41-25, Packers beat the Bears on Sunday football. Aaron Rodgers, like Joe says, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> two for four touchdowns, d- destroyed, destroyed that great Bears defense. Aaron Jones, 10 fantasy points. Uh, it was a tough outing for him, even though the game script favored him running the ball more. Uh, I think it was... I wouldn't panic just yet if he has another bad week this week against Philly. Then I think it's time to just bench him. Yeah, bench him. Because it's trade-down line's pass, so I wouldn't even say try trading him. For Chicago, Mitch Trubisky he is so bad. His whole offense is just terrible. David Montgomery, I called it. I told people. The trade for him. He had eleven carries for 111 yards. I don't think he found the end zone because Allen Robinson had twenty seven fantasy points. there's was two touchdowns. Allen Robinson is just a quarterback proof guy. He's your right receiver too, maybe one every week in fantasy. So believe it or not, again, like Wayne Galman, David Montgomery is gonna
0: win you your fantasy league. I mean, David got Montgomery to have a great game. And who is the – do you know who Chicago is going to be playing coming up? I just want to ask because I need to um, find that out.
1: Next week they play Detroit.
0: That's a great matchup. Oh, shit.
1: Just keep talking.
0: Dave Montgomery, though, um, we see how bad Foles uh, – I hate to say it because I love Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky have been. But it is true that Dave Montgomery has been much better and a great performance. But we have to remember this is the Packers' rushing defense. The Packers' rushing defense – is absolutely terrible they are they are probably the worst rushing defense in the league and Allen robinson also is really great i think people sleep on him way too much um yeah i'm looking at his schedule now he's got Detroit, houston minnesota and jacksonville what a hell of a schedule going forward so dave montgomery yes and i i personally made the streak of of underestimating Allen robinson i actually started brandon cooks over him uh, which was which was a mistake. I really expected Brandon Cooks to pop off. and Ended up to be Will Fuller. Maybe maybe know. maybe it, were, it was those PEDs. I <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just I'm just joking. It sucks for Will Fuller because I've always liked the guy. Talking about the Packers, uh, Aaron Rodgers. I think he is defense defense matchup proof. He does good to pretty much against everybody he plays, except for that one horrendous showing against the Bucks he had. Uh, it's funny, Mahomes completely torches the Bucks, but uh, Rodgers completely sucks against them. It's just, it's weird how it works. Devontae Adams, probably the most consistent receiver in fantasy. Uh, actually, no, Tyreek Hill is, uh, and DK Metcalf. But Devontae Adams, I think, actually has bumped down a little bit because Tyreek and uh, DK are just unbelievably good. So, uh, but about de- a Montgomery... Um, Looking at that schedule he has and looking at how bad the quarterback play has been, I think, yeah, I think you can definitely put him in your lineup confidently.
1: And the last game we're going to cover because Pittsburgh and tomorrow is not being played tonight. They'll be playing tomorrow night. Uh, but by the end of the show, we're going to give our predictions for the game of that. And for Seattle, 23, Philadelphia, 17. DK Metcalf is a grown man. I mean, I'm sick of ESPN comparing to Calvin Johnson, everybody. But I'm not against set. That's another day. That's like a school topic because I curse a lot uh, about it. Tyler Lockett had another crappy showing. Chris Carson found the end zone. That was good. Russell Wilson had another. Eh, iffy game, I think it's 16 fantasy points. Not the best showing. He does get the Giants next week, which I'm not even saying is a cupcake matchup anymore. Giants defense is pretty good. They have 18 turnovers in the league, but I'll start bragging. Uh, Philadelphia. I'm just speechless. They're just terrible. Carson Wentz is awful. And someone did say it. An NFL executive said it. That if you're Carson Wentz, you're done mentally. You saw your backup quarterback carry your team to the Super Bowl and win. You saw them draft a quarterback saying they have no confidence in you. You've torn your ACL. You like did something else in your leg that kept you out for the playoffs. The injuries. You. I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant. I don't care how long this episode is because more time with us. People don't realize how hard it is to come back from certain injuries, even if you're in NFL and you have the best treatment. It is so mentally draining. You have no idea. Like a torn ACL is nine months to a year. You know how much physical therapy you have to go through? All the recovery time, everything you have to do every night, that still probably bothers him every night when he goes home and after a football game. It is terrible. I'm not cutting the guy any slack because he goes out there every day and plays like complete dog crap. But still, you would be surprised. And do I think once is done after this season? Yes. I think he's done, especially with this upcoming just the upcoming schedule. It's not easier for him. So if he continues to crap the bet, he's over. But that's that. Believe it or not, Miles Sanders is benchable. <laughs> Six
0: fantasy points. This is this is a hard thing to talk about. Uh, but Miles Sanders, yeah, honestly, I wouldn't even start anybody on these Eagles except for Dallas Goddard. Uh, I think is the only player that you could start. Dallas Goddard. Is emerging as like a top five tight end, uh, because he Carson Wentz loves to throw to him. Nobody else I would feel confident. Even Miles Sanders, like he has been kind of disappointing this season, and he was great at the tail uh tail end of last year. And I really thought that he would continue this uh this year, but I want to talk about Carson Wentz like you did. I think that Carson Wentz has been bad this year, obviously. But, like you said, I, I don't think it's solely for him to blame. He has been missing throws. He has been making terrible passes. But you have to look at what he's gone through. I wouldn't blame this on just Dougie. Uh, Dougie. Dougie. Doug. Doug <laughs> Peterson. I would also blame this a bit on Howie Roseman. He's gotten him no help over the years. They had a chance to possibly trade for DeAndre Hopkins. They haven't done it. They've drafted. They haven't drafted DK or Justin Jefferson. They drafted J.J. Orsega-Whiteside, and they drafted Jalen Rager. Carson Wentz hasn't gotten the help that he needs. He's got two injury-prone receivers in Alshon Jeffrey and uh, Deshaun Jackson. You have to take a look at Carson Wentz, and you like, what do I have? And Harry Roseman has not been helping him be the quarterback he needs to be. I still think Carson Wentz could potentially not obviously go back to his 2017 form, but get somewhat better, but you he is just mentally drained to the fullest capacity. I have no idea uh, what is going on with him. It's it's very sad, especially in his Eagles fan. I'm not so mad at Carson Wentz, I'm more like upset because it sucks because this is a guy that we took second overall in the draft. I know we did win a Super Bowl three years ago but honestly like i don't feel anything from that anymore because this team is just going downhill it's okay, Billy. and jalen hurts i don't think is gonna f- fix much i mean jalen hurts was jalen hurts was great in his senior year don't get me wrong but his his college game doesn't translate to the nfl game as well as other quarterbacks he is a run first quarterback he is a lamar jackson that's what he is. That's why people were so worried. That's why Lamar was taken so low in the twenty eighteen draft. That's why he was taken with the last pick of the He's first starting, round. Starting to show. Because people didn't think that his game would translate to the NFL. You have to realize that NFL is so much different than college. In college, you can run all over the field. You can do what Lamar does. You can do what Jalen Hurts does. It doesn't work in the NFL. It does not. That's why I'm worried about Jalen Hurts. But we could see him. Who knows?
1: Uh, make your game predictions for tomorrow, Pittsburgh Baltimore, final
0: score and everything. Uh I think Pittsburgh's gonna stomp all over them. I think Pittsburgh is gonna win um I'll say thirty four to ten. Okay, that's kinda weird. It's the same pick. I was gonna say I was gonna say thirty four to like thirteen. Really?
1: That's funny. Yeah, yeah. I think it's
0: Pittsburgh's angry, man. Yeah. They're pissed.
1: Pissed off the wrong team.
0: Yeah. I, I was wrong about Pittsburgh. They're oh, they're no. a good they're a good team. They're a really good team. I was wrong about them for sure.
1: I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Tuesday Aftermath. Again, Saturday we discussed the Will Fuller news, Brandon Cook, Houston's offense, what they're going to look like, fantasy related, and all the other questions around the week. Injury updates and all that. I think this week's episode is – um, what's the fucking se- – uh, <laughs> this segment called? Higher un- – over-under. Over-under. All right. I hope you have a good day. Bye. <laughs>